This is episode number 55 of the Fearless Presentations podcast, the fastest, easiest way to eliminate public speaking fear. Absolutely eliminate public speaking fear. This podcast is the answer. Here's the guy who literally wrote the book on fearless presentations, Doug Stannard. Hello and welcome to the Fearless Presentations podcast brought to you by the Leaders Institute and fearlesspresentations.com. I'm your host, Doug Stannard, president of the Leaders Institute, and this is the podcast that helps people just like you get rid of public speaking fear and increase your success by increasing your confidence when you communicate. This is episode number 55, and this is part five of a five-part series on presentation styles. In this episode, I talk about the empathetic presentation style. So if you've ever find yourself in a situation where you really need to build rapport or build some trust with your audience, then this podcast will give you some great tips. Um, the podcast is brought to you by fearlesspresentations.com. So if you have any questions or comments, uh, make sure and visit the show notes on fearlesspresentations.com. If you're listening on iTunes or one of the other podcasting apps, you can access the uh, show notes. Typically, there's a link in the in the um, description that will take you right to the the show note page. But even if you're if you don't have access to that, you can just type in empathetic presentation style into the search bar on fearlesspresentations.com, and and it'll bring up the the podcast notes right away. So on each of the podcast note pages, we give a ton, ton of additional details about the subjects that I cover, some videos and stuff like that. And there's also an area at the bottom of the page for comments and, and questions. And you can also tweet me at, at FP class. So at FP, like Fearless Presentations class. And you can also check out our Fearless Presentations channel on YouTube for lots of other additional free tips. Um, by the way, we do have classes coming up in a number of different cities in the near future. Um, this week, I'm actually going to be teaching a class in Austin. And I think we have two seats left in that class in Austin. So if you're interested in either one of those final seats, um, make sure and, and register on Fearless Presentations as, as soon as you can. I'm actually also teaching Cincinnati, so which is kind of weird. I, just so you know, I don't teach the Fearless Presentations classes myself. It just so happens we're just extremely busy and I'm kind of filling in uh, to teach some of the classes where some of our other instructors are actually teaching for for client companies and that kind of thing so but I do I've got two classes coming up in Austin and then in Cincinnati next week so if you're interested in in uh, being a student in, in one of my classes those are two that I'm teaching um, the uh, the week after that by the way we're going to be in Chicago and later on in the month we'll be in Miami and Philadelphia I, I'm pretty sure that the Philadelphia class is now closed so you might check the website and see if that has any seats available in it sometimes people will drop out at the last second but it doesn't happen a lot in Philadelphia um, in November we're going to be in Denver and Minneapolis and Milwaukee Charlotte San Francisco Baltimore Houston Las Vegas and then we also have our a couple of our Europe European classes in November, Dublin and London. Those will those will go as well. So, so if you're interested in any of those classes, just go to fearlesspresentations.com to register because we only allow a maximum of about ten people per class. And so once the class fills up, we have to close the registration. So let's get on with today's podcast. Hey there, welcome back to part five of our five-part series on presentation styles. And uh, this week we're going to cover the empathetic presentation style. Now, this this presentation style is really good for teaching, and if you're tr if you're delivering emotional content. Um, so let's let me just kind of give you a quick review of what we covered so far. So in the past 
uh, five sessions anyway. The very first session was about the the overall presentation style overview. So we covered all four of them in, in kind of a summary fashion. And then for the past three weeks, we've been going over the separate presentation style. So hopefully you'll relate to one of these. Um, for some people, they may re relate to a couple of these. But the whole key to, to this kind of study is finding out what your real strengths and weaknesses are as a presenter. And in addition to that, find out what other styles of, of presenters have as their strengths and weaknesses so that we can be it's more relatable to a, a vaster audience or a wider audience. So, so last week we covered the authoritative presentation style, which has, by the way, it has the opposite strengths and weaknesses of the empathetic presentation style, the one that we're covering today. And of course, in the, the two weeks before that, we covered the energetic presentation style and the analytical presentation style, and those two are actually uh, polar opposites as well. So, so this week, um, we're going to cover the, the strengths and weaknesses of the empathetic presentation style. Now, psychologists call this style of presenter a, a sanguine. Now, don't ask me why they call it that, but that's just kind of the, 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 um, the uh, phrase that they use for this temperament or, or this type of presentation style. Um, now this style is uh, is on. If you remember back to that chart that we covered in the very very first week, the one four weeks ago, uh, we we said that the each one of these um, presentation styles has different strengths and weaknesses on a chart. On one chart, it's indirect versus direct. On the other, it's emotional versus versus logical. So this presentation style is the one that's indirect and emotional. So as as indirect, when we say indirect, basically what we're meaning there is that this style of presenter will often be more cautious and slower to act. They're going to have probably more details in their presentation. And then by emotional, we mean that this style is going to really focus on on the people side of the presentation. So they're, they're, they're going to be more focused on the feelings of the people in their audience versus the facts and data that they're trying to get across in the presentation. So you'll find this style of presentation more frequently in certain industries such as teaching and philanthropic organizations, service industries, those kind of things. Um, so let's first talk about the real strengths of, of this particular presentation style. The strengths of the empathetic style is that the number one, the, the absolute biggest strength of this presenter is that this person has a fantastic way of building trust and building rapport with, with his or her audience. So, And in fact, this style of presenter is excellent at making an audience feel at ease and feel non-threatening. And, and in, by the way, that's the exact opposite of the authoritative presentation style, which we talked about last week, which if you, kind of, if you haven't listened to that one, you can go back and, and watch or listen to that presentation as well. The second real strength that this presentation style has is that the person is typically fairly concise, meaning that this style of presenter will often spend quite a bit of time planning and preparing for the presentation. So as a result, he or she will be fairly concise and, and you know kind of get to the point very quickly. For the most part, this style doesn't particularly like the actual speaking part. You know, they, they, a lot of times they're going to be more nervous in front of a group. So, so the empathetic presenter will try to condense the content down to just what the audience needs to know and then sit down. And, and by the way, that kind of leads us into the third real strength of this presenter is that they're, they're fairly audience-focused. And in fact, this style of presentation is, is a presentation style that, that naturally thinks about what the audience really wants or needs to know about the about the content and they think about that before they actually design the presentation so so even though we name this presenter empathetic you know the, the presenter will often appear to the audience anyway as being 
empathic, <laughs> meaning that it's like, oh my gosh, that person just read my mind, knew exactly what I wanted to, to know about this topic. So at the end of the, a good empathetic presentation, the audience will often think, you know, wow, that was exactly what I was looking for. So really audience focused. Um, so let's kind of talk about some of the weaknesses. So weaknesses here are, and, and I didn't list as many weaknesses this week as what I did in previous weeks. It's just because it's not because this this particular presentation style has has fewer weaknesses. It's just that it's basically the same weakness, just rephrased in different ways. <laughs> anyway, so the biggest weakness of the empathetic presenter is that this presenter gets nervous speaking in front of a group very very easily. So the nervousness, or at least the perception of nervousness, sometimes even if the person is a confident speaker, they will still because they have a soft spoken presence they will sometimes even appear to the audience as, as being kind of nervous even when they're not. So while this while while they they the audience really loves this style of presenter, the presenter the, the presenters themselves tend to have a, a tendency to be fairly self critical. So they don't see themselves as being as effective as a speaker as the audience sees them as. So, um, and, and in fact, on the in the show notes, if you go to the show notes, I I, um, I link to a um, a video from from Shark Tank, and it's a great example of how this works in real life. There was a a couple that came on, owned a business. Uh, the woman kind of started off. She's obviously the more kind of um, type A type person, the authoritative presenter. Her husband is more of the empathetic type of speaker. So she comes in, says a, says a first sentence, then he says a sentence, and and you can tell he's already starting to get nervous. So she speaks again. By the time it comes back to him, he's now forgotten everything he's supposed to say. You know, it was probably it was obviously something that they had kind of rehearsed and prepared and memorized. And when it came back to him, he just kind of blanked. He kind of he um, he he kind of lost it. Um, but what was interesting about what happened on that show is every single one of the sharks, these are supposed to be the big, tough, you know, shark guys and women that, you know, want to, you know, that will rip you apart if you're, if you don't give them a good pitch. But in reality, what they did to this, this guy was they were very compassionate to him. They were very helpful to him and, and, uh, and, and empathetic to him. So basically he was able to build trust and rapport with the audience without actually doing a whole lot. It was kind of natural to him and he kind of won them over just because he was being himself. And, and, uh, and of course, as soon as they gave him that type of feedback to help him kind of get over his nerves, he jumped right back in and was fine. So, and that's what, what has, there is a high propensity for something like that to happen, especially if this style of presenter doesn't have any kind of formal training. Um, a lot of times what will happen in in real life is that this this person will will be nervous and so they go to somebody that they trust to give them advice to help them kind of get over the nervousness and and of course what we've talked about in the in the previous three sessions is that each presentation style has their own strengths and weaknesses and so if you go to an, an um, enthusiastic or energetic presentation style person and say, "Hey, what should I do?" And they say, "Oh man, you got to have some energy and enthusiasm." And and if and if they go to the authoritative presenter and say, "Hey, what what should I do?" It's like, "Show no fear, be in charge." And if they and if they uh, and if the person goes to um, to uh, an analytical type of presenter, that person's going to say, "Hey, give them lots of details. People love details." The thing is, is that any of those three things are not going to really fit the the 
the the real strength of this type of presenter. And there's a good chance that this guy that was on Shark Tank that, that I'm talking about probably was looking at his wife, who's the authoritative presenter, and was trying to do what she was doing. And as a result, it was uncomfortable for him and, and kind of threw him off. And so so be very careful about that if you if you if you are a if you have this particular strength or presentation style, then you're gonna have those that, that nervousness a lot of times as being a, a weakness. And so uh, I would encourage you to go through a presentation class. You know that's why we have the fearless presentations class. It helps people from all different temperaments that will that help them get over that nervousness. Um, one of the other weaknesses that this presenter will sometimes have is that they tend to over practice. So the style of presenter will often. Because they they're nervous, they'll typically over practice in order to compensate for that nervousness. So now this over practice, you know, if you if you kind of follow the what what will eventually happen is that you it, the more that somebody practices, they tend to take away the natural warmth and the connection that this person has with the audience because now they're trying to memorize what they want to say, just like what that guy did. And the 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 problem that what happens is that it's taking away the natural strength, that real warmth, that connection with the audience, and replacing it with something that's more stoic, right? Something that's more like what an analytical would do. And uh, so it really takes away that, that comfort level, which makes them more nervous. And so you want to be very careful about over-practicing. Um, the key to this weakness is to realize that your natural strength you know, is, is making that connection with the audience to, 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 to use that rapport to help you uh, win your audience over. And then if you use that strength to your advantage when you stand up to speak, you're, you're going to just do a much better job presenting. So the... The third one, and it's not as common as it, it as it might be in maybe a an, an energetic presenter, but it doesn't tend to happen here as well. They have a tendency to kind of rush the presentation. So this style of presenter, because they like to be concise, just want to say what's required and then sit down, get it over with, they will sometimes kind of rush through the presentation. So when this occurs, it can be confusing to the audience. And, and of course, the outcome of the audience being confused is that they're often going to have questions. So they ask questions now, having to remain in front of the group for an extended period of time answering questions at the end of your presentation just causes more nervousness, right? So so those three weaknesses are things that if you can help, if you can overcome those things, you'll become a much more dramatic pre presenter, a much better presenter in a very short period of time. So reduce that nervousness, get away from over-practicing, get away from, from rushing your presentation, and you'll, you'll deliver a much, much, much better presentation. So at this point, a lot of times folks will say, okay, Doug, how the heck do I do that? I know that's what I need to do. How the heck do I do that? So what I've done is I've created five really key things that the empathetic presenter can do to deliver a better presentation to kind of reduce some of those weaknesses and then maximize the strengths. Um, the number one thing that this presenter can do to really build that rapport with the audience and reduce their nervousness is to get into a personal story as fast as possible. Now, so we've covered the importance of adding stories and examples into your presentations in each one of the presentation styles. It's that important. And basically, it's the one thing that we've covered in all four of the presentation types or presentation styles that we've talked about is the is when you tell give examples or tell stories in your uh, to your audience it really helps you build that rapport. It really helps you 
make a connection with the audience. It really helps you um, uh, to uh, be be better at relating or be more relatable to the entire audience because all four of the presentation styles like to hear stories and, and they can get really good at presenting those stories as well. So with that being said, for the empathetic style, adding stories is it's basically imperative. It's one of those things that the other presentation styles might get away without telling stories. It's not going to be as interesting probably, but the the uh, empathetic style of delivery without the stories, it makes it very nerve-wracking for the for the person who's presenting. So, as you recall, you know, a few weeks back on uh, we we um basically we talked about in that very first um that very first temperament that we talked about, the very first presentation style, the analytical, we talked about some of the key things that stories do for you. I think I listed five things that stories will do for you. And one of those things was build trust and rapport with your audience or build that rapport with, with your audience. Since this is a natural strength of this style of presenter, of the empathetic presenter, it's a great technique to use because it's maximizing the strength of that of this particular presentation style. In addition, though, stories have a fantastic way of reducing your nervousness exponentially. I mean, very, very quickly. And that's why the tip that I'm giving you is to get into a personal story as fast as possible. Start your presentation with a quick example, with a quick story, and you'll reduce your nervousness. Um, The reason why this happens, by the way, is when we tell a story from our own personal experience, something that we experienced, we were there, we saw this, we were an eyewitness to this thing. When we tell that story... All we have to do is just play the video in our head of that thing that we're talking about and then just describe what we see. We just, we're just describing what we lived, what we experienced. And so as we tell that story, we're, it's, it's real easy now to get away from notes because you don't have to take notes about stories. You, you're, you're looking around the room and you start to see positive feedback from the audience. You're seeing that when you're, when you're telling that story, you know, they're kind of giggling when you do something funny and they're kind of nodding their heads. So they're giving you that nice positive feedback, which helps the, the empathetic presenter really build that confidence pretty quickly as well. So not only is it easier to tell a story than it is to give a bunch of bullet points, but it makes a better connection with the audience. So it, it maximizes that strength and it's going to reduce your nervousness pretty dramatically as well. I, I give an example of this in, in real life. One of um, one of our fearless presentations instructors was a, is a, she is, she's a, a, an empathetic style presenter. And when she was completing her training to become an instructor, she'd spent maybe a year, year and a half with me. It's about the, the average time that it takes for somebody to kind of go through our training program to be able to deliver one of these classes, deliver their first class solo. Um, and and I could tell that she was just getting ready to, to do that solo class, and I could tell that she was a little nervous. You know, this was her her, her big time just by herself. You know, this is going to be her, and she, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was probably a lot going through her mind. You know, hey, I, I want to make sure these people are getting the best experience. I want to make sure I don't forget anything. don't want to screw anything up. You know, all those kind of things go through our mind when we have something big, you know, two-day presentation, you know, so it, it could be um, a little challenging. So what I did was I, I kind of looked at her and I said, hey, do you remember what caused you to want to take this class in the first place? Because she was a class member in the in the in the class. That's where she came from. And of course she nodded. And I said, Do you remember how much how much more confident that you felt when you finished that first class? And of course she she nodded again. I said, just start your class by telling the people that your class members that story. Tell them how the class helped you. Tell them what you were going through and how the class helped you and and you'll be fine. 
And, and of course, by the time she finished that, she started off by telling her name and, and going right into, into that story. She says, hey, you know, a lot of you are saying, hey, who is this person? And why is she, you know, why should she be the person kind of teaching the class? Well, I'll tell you where I came from. And she start, she went right into her story. And, uh, and, and of course, by the time she finished that two-minute example of, of her story, the audience had a tremendous amount of respect for her. Her nervousness had dropped down dramatically. She was getting good feedback already. So the, they were starting to... to um, to uh, give her not only visual cues that that uh, she was making connection with them, but they were actually you know getting chatty with her as well. So it made it a whole lot easier for her to kind of teach the class. And you can do the same thing in your presentation. Start off with a quick example from your own personal experience, and you'll you'll build up your your um, your confidence pretty dramatically very quickly. Okay, the second thing that you need to do if you're an empathetic presentation style, you definitely need to dump your notes. Get rid of your notes. The empathetic presenter will often follow into the trap of using a crutch to reduce that nervousness. So we'll experience that nervousness, don't want to be nervous, so I'm going to use a crutch to make sure that I'm, I'm less nervous. However, these crutches that we tend to use actually cause more nervousness, especially notes. That, you know, they, so if you write out your presentations word for word and then try to memorize it, if you forget that part, if you get part of the way through your presentation and you forget what you're going to say next, then now you're you're your nervousness is going to shoot through the roof, right? So that thing that you're doing to try to reduce your nervousness is actually causing nervousness. Same thing will happen if you're writing notes on a note card or worse, you know, writing out every single thing that you're going to say on your PowerPoint slideshow. The The reason why is because when we're using those notes, if it's, on, if it's let's say it's on note cards or even if it's on a PowerPoint slideshow, Every time we're looking at our notes to remember what we're going to say or if we're reading something off that note card or reading something off the PowerPoint slide, we're losing that connection with the audience. And now we've, now, now we've said that thing. It's not really interesting. It's not really fun. It's not really compelling. You know, it's just a bullet point that we've read. Or it's just, you know, a note off my note card and I'm looking down at my hands. My hands are kind of shaky, so I'm seeing that as well. You know, and then I look back up at the audience and the audience is not giving me any of that positive connection. They're not, it's not like the story where when I tell them a story, I see the, that positive feedback. I see them nodding. I see them kind of agreeing with me. So what happens is now that disconnect is causing more nervousness, and it can it, it can actually have the opposite effect. Um, if you are um, if you're in a situation where you say, "I oh, mean, I just I have so much stuff that I need to to um, kind of cover that there's no way I'll be able to memorize all this stuff," so I've got to write everything out on notes. Then you want to go back to podcast number three. <laughs> podcast number three is where we teach you how to design a presentation where you can deliver that whole thing without any notes, and it's a it's a really um, easy way to to make that happen so uh, i'll give you an example of 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 a situation where somebody who kind of had this situation occur or had had an an incident occur that she thought this was going to reduce her nervousness and actually ended up causing more nervousness so a few a few years after i graduated from college i joined a rotary club i was i was actually in the oil business and and um, you know, wanted to kind of get out and meet people in the community, and and I was in a new city, so I didn't really know a lot of people. So I figured, you know, hey, go meet some meet some business people, and that'd be a good play, good way to kind of get in with the with the quote in crowd or whatever. So one of the guest speakers though that came to the club, you know, every I think we met on Tuesdays, and every Tuesday at noon we'd have a guest speaker come in, and that person would typically speak, you know, thirty minutes or so, thirty five minutes. 
Well, one of these Tuesdays, a, a young lady came in, and when as immediately after she was introduced, when she came up to the to the head table to to speak, she apologized right away. She said, "Hey, public speaking is just not one of my things. This is, in fact, this is one of my biggest fears. So, gotta bear with me a little bit." And she had this huge stack of three by five cards in her hand. So, I mean. This was back about the time that PowerPoint was really starting to become popular, I guess. But but um, obviously, in a Rotary Club meeting, you're not going to have a PowerPoint slideshow. So um, even and even today, you probably wouldn't have that. So so she had her three by five cards, which is I guess what she learned to do in high school. So of course, she started out with a joke, and we all laughed. And, and she was a really nice, sweet, very likable person. We we liked her. We, we loved her. She was a great speaker and everything. Um, and we all wanted her to succeed, but about five minutes into her presentation, you, you could tell her hands were kind of shaking, you know, and, and so she was trying to kind of fumble through those cards. And when she did, she ended up dropping the cards. The cards just kind of fell over the, uh, the lectern, off the lectern, and kind of fell on the, on the table that was in front of her. And of course, when they fell, they went in a totally different order than where she was. So, and, and she just stopped abruptly and she looked up at us and her pupils were just unbelievably small. And I was literally, I was looking at her, I really felt for her because I, 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 at that point, I kind of remembered back to, you know, four or five years before that when I was giving my presentation to, to Arco and, and had the, the terrible experience. And so I kind of felt for her. But I, and in fact, I, I was worried she was actually going to pass out. So wasn't really sure exactly what was going to happen. But she kind of took a deep breath. She paused for a few seconds, you know, she collected herself and, and, um, and then, she just carried on. She kind of picked up right where she left off. And the rest of the speech was fantastic. <laughs> she, 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 we got to see the real her once she got away from those note cards. She was interesting. She was funny. She was personable. She was intelligent. Um, I, I mean, we wouldn't have had, we wouldn't have had the chance to really seen, see that part of her or experience that if she had kept fumbling around with her, her note cards. So get away from those note cards. They're not going to help you. They're actually going to hurt you. Um, the third tip that I would give the empathetic presenter and really any presenter is to make your presentation a discussion versus a lecture. So remember that the real strength of this style of presenter is their ability to connect with the audience. It's harder to do this, however, if the person is just kind of lecturing to the audience. If, if, if I'm the presenter and I'm just kind of telling you everything that I know about the topic and I just sit down and there's no discussion, there's no, there, it's just a one-way conversation, then it's really hard for me to make that connection with the audience that, that is really important to my presentation style. So a better way to, to, to do that is to make your presentation more of a dialogue versus a monologue ask an open-ended question of the audience and then and then as they respond to you just start a discussion about discussion about those things that they're responding with ask them to give you their opinion about that topic that you're speaking on and make it more of a discussion it'll be much more interesting to them now um, a, a good kind of analogy for this or example uh, on outside of public speaking to kind of show how important this is is think about the absolute best date that you ever had, the absolute best date that you ever had, and then at the same time think about the absolute worst date that you ever had. So those two things, the absolute best date that you ever had and the absolute worst date that you ever had. So there's a good chance that when you think about that that really bad date, that worst date that you ever had, you will probably recall that your date did most of the talking. <laughs> you probably, or maybe not saying anything. I mean, maybe that's even, but for the most part, the ones that I remember anyway, is where 
is where um, there's really not a lot of communication going on. If it's if there if there is a lot of talking, it's usually one sided. It's the other person doing all the talking. We're not building that rapport. We're not we're not um, creating a dialogue. Um, and if you think about the best date ever, that you ever had, though you're probably going to have just the opposite kind of memory of that. You're, you're probably going to remember a, a mutual discussion where your, your date was actually soliciting your input and then adding to it. So if you think of a presentation as a date, I mean, that you're actually dating the audience for that short period of time, uh, then you're going to see that the more one way that the conversation is, the less they're going to like you. The more of a, of a two-way a dialogue that you have, the more interesting you're going to be. Um, in, when we teach our classes, the Fearless Presentations classes, um, one, we, most of the the modules that we do, even though it, most likely it's a it, most often anyway, it's a it's a two day class. The modules typically about it be they're typically about an hour, an hour fifteen minutes or so from the time that we start to the time that we kind of take a break. We put things into bite sized pieces to make it interesting or make it more compelling for folks. And so and there's typically kind of four parts. The first part is where we introduce a tip. You know, there's there's something that we're going to to introduce about public speaking that will help them be a better presenter. And then after we kind of introduce or do a little bit of teaching, then we give a, an example. The the instructor will actually give an example, a real life kind of thing that they can use to apply this in the real world. And then we let the class members practice using that tip. You know, sometimes we'll have them practice with a partner. Sometimes it's a prepared speech where we have them uh, have them design the speech and, and they get some coaching. But But we're letting them actually do this thing. It's not just hearing about it. They're actually doing it. And then at the end, the very last thing, after they've experienced this new technique, we have a short discussion about the practical application of this kind of stuff. So we're getting their input about that, about how they would apply this when they're when they're designing or delivering their, their next speeches. Now, um, being that I'm more of an authoritative presenter, I'm one of those type A type people, I often just kind of zoom through that fourth part. <laughs> you know, you know, if, if I'm the teacher, if I'm the person if person presenting, you know, a lot of times, you know, hey, okay, we taught a good good class. They've got a chance to provide to provide to um, to um, uh, to practice what I've talked about. And so, uh, yeah, let me ask you a few questions and let's get on a break. Right. Um, what I found, though, is over the years of the last 20 years or so doing this is that the 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 presenters that I have, the, the instructors, the teachers that, that I have at the Fearless Presentations Company that are empathetic in nature, they have that empathetic style, they tend to get much, 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 much higher uh, exit survey results. You know, the, the the folks that go through their classes love them. They love the content more. They love everything that they're doing. It's very practical. And the thing that I get most often on their exit surveys is how practical the information is. How they can actually use this right away to 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 get the to uh, to uh, improve their presentation styles and everything. Now, after seeing this for the last twenty years or so, I believe that the that the reason why that is happening most often for this particular style of presenter is that they focus more on th- that fourth part where they're they're at the end of the presentation they're discussing they're creating a dialogue with the audience with the, with those class members and helping them really help just basically reinforcing that content so it sticks with them longer they're able to use it in the real world so they focus more on making sure that the the, the that 
that content that was practiced is really usable in the real world and and the class members really like it so if you have this particular strength in your in your presentation style if you deliver your presentations this way then that might be a way to kind of end your presentations as well to make it to where um, you can you can get those big the, those nice exit surveys as well so the fourth thing that you can do if you're this presentation this type of presenter anyway is focus on what you did well don't focus on what you messed up right so we're all overly self-critical I mean I, I think every every one of us we're more critical of ourselves than any audience member is ever going to be for us um, but the the empathetic speaker you know can actually take this to an extreme on occasion so a good technique to combat that is to to have a more positive focus on your your self debrief you know immediately after finishing the presentation a lot of times we're going to nitpick everything that we think we did bad on it so immediately after your presentation a good thing to do is write down on a on a in fact if you if you're since you're not using your notes anymore you're not using those three by five cards for notes you know go and get some of those three by five cards and after your presentation write down three really positive things that you did in that presentation just no matter what how minor it is just find three really good things that you did what did you do well in that presentation and then if you really have to then flip the card over and identify one single thing that you want to improve not something you did wrong but something you want to improve for your next performance and if you if you kind of do that then um, then now you've got that note card so the next time you present you can focus on read those three things first and then focus on the thing that you want to improve and it'll help you with your with your confidence pretty dramatically especially after you do you know five ten of these things and you're and you've got a stack of ten things that you did really well so that's going to be 30 things that you did well, right? So it's a it's a it's a kind of a, a big morale boost if you do that. All right, the last thing, tip number five, is you want to use your creativity to make your presentation more fun and interesting. So when you have fun, your audience is going to have fun as well. Okay, yes, it's a little risky, but the reward to doing this is, is really fantastic as well. So years ago when I first started teaching uh, presentation skills training, I used to start, I don't do this anymore, by the way, so don't be afraid to come to my class, but but um, I used to start one of my sessions with a unique statement. Basically what I would do is, is um, and typically this was when I was doing weekly sessions, so um, it, it, this might have been week number three of a four-week class or week number four of a, of a six-week class. You know, So people already had kind of a rapport with me already. But um, one of the things I would do is I would start the class off and I would say, uh, I would say, okay, just before you guys came into class, I placed a sticky note under one of your seats. And that note says, you're it. And, I, and then I tell them that the person who has that note underneath their chair was going to be my guest speaker for the next 20 minutes of the class. <laughs> and, then, and then what would happen is people would kind of, you know, they'd reach, you know, and kind of try to put reach underneath their chair to see if that sticky note was there. And some people were, it was kind of funny because some people would, um, they, they were so sure that it was going to be them that had the sticky note that they would kind of lift up the chair and turn it over and, and start peeling paper back from underneath it and all kinds of stuff, right? And I'd let them off the hook and I, and I would go to my own chair and kind of reach underneath and I'd pull the sticky note out and say, you're it. And I would say, yeah, I'm going to be your guest speaker for the next 20 minutes. And, and I kind of do that as a way to kind of teach show them that even though we'd made a lot of progress in reducing nervousness, there were going to be situations that came up that that we're gonna that we haven't really prepared for that that are gonna cause some nervousness at some time in their in their life or sometime in their career and the more control that we have in that kind of situation the better we handle that the the more comfortable we're gonna feel right so and then I would use that as an as a, a springboard to the the teaching that I was doing that day so um, it, I mean it was it 
kind of fun and funny and kind of a little nerve wracking for for a little bit. But when I let them off the hook, everybody was laughing and everything. So it was it was basically using a proper using some creativity to to make the the teaching that I was doing more impactful to make it hit home a little bit harder. Um, one of my instructors used to use this technique a lot, by the way. He gave he gave a presentation once about how easily opportunities kind of slip through our fingers. And, um, you know, and he used the prop of, the, of um, a little bar of soap, like a, it was like one of those hotel size bars of soap. And so every time he'd go back and he had the same kind of tagline that he used in every one of his bullet points. He would say, so if you don't do this thing, you have the, the, the chance of letting that opportunity slip through your fingers. And he would, and he kept going back to that over and over again. So every time he did, he would kind of pick up the bar of soap again and, and kind of use it as a as prop to make it kind of interesting. And, uh, and of course, during the presentation at some point, or maybe it was right afterward, he, he handed out um, bars of the hotel soap. I mean, he, he was presenting at a hotel, and the hotel gave him a whole box of this stuff, and he kind of used it as his prop. You know, it was like an impromptu prop that he that he got while he was there. Um, so, I mean, it was just some some way that he, it was just a single way that he added some creativity into the presentation, just to make it more interesting, to make it more fun. And the empathetic presenter typically has a has a has a knack for kind of doing this type of thing. So, so just about just think about ways that you can make that presentation more interesting. So when you, and when you, when you finish, by the way, one of those types of presentations, you're going to just receive a ton of great compliments. And, and of course that's going to help you boost your confidence as well. So, so last thing we'll cover, just like we did in the, in the previous weeks is that what, what if I have, I'm a different personality style, you know, I'm an, I'm an authoritative presenter, but I'm delivering a presentation to an empathetic audience, right? So the people that I'm presenting to are this particular style, but that's not really my strength. So in a nutshell, you just have to be nice, you know? So, you know, take the time to build rapport with the audience before you jump in with your facts and figures. You know, if you're, if you're an analytical, analytical presenter and you start bombarding them with a bunch of facts and figures right away, you're going to lose them. If you're an authoritative presenter and you come in and try to take control, then there's a good chance that you're, you're going to, you're going to lose them. Um, so what you want to do is to take the time to really build that trust, build that rapport. Um, that's why I was, I was, I would, I, anytime I'm presenting just in general, I like to start off with a funny or a self-deprecating story to kind of get the audience on my side. It's a good thing to do. You want to call, follow a clear set of bullet points that are easy, easy to kind of reinforce. And a lot of times the reinforcement that I'll use are analogies or stories or statistics or facts or something like that. Something that will that will reinforce what I'm saying. And then of course make your presentation fun for them. If you make it fun for them, they're going to, to be more receptive to to kind of what you're saying. So just do those things and you'll have you'll be a great presenter, whether you're an empathetic presenter presenting to your own audiences or whether you're one of these other presentation styles and you're presenting to an empathetic audience. So so next week we're going to cover a new topic. If you haven't yet subscribed to the podcast, my gosh, you got to do this. This is one of those things that, that uh, every week we're putting out new content. So you want to know when that new content is hitting and when those things show up in your in your uh, podcast app, then, then go ahead and listen to them. And make sure and give us some feedback. Um, we have a on, uh, I started doing this a few weeks ago, and I don't know why I didn't do it before. But but the the, um, the podcast notes there there's a link to them uh, in in the description. So if you go to the the podcast description on the the um, the the app or the the um, service that you're using, if it's iTunes or something like that. 
there, most likely there's going to be a link that will take you back to the fearlesspresentations.com website that will go right to the podcast notes here. And at the bottom of the podcast note page, there's a place for you to put comments. So if there's if there's a question that you have about this or if there's something else that you want us to cover in future sessions, just leave that there on, as, a, as a comment. I try to respond to every one of them. I mean, sometimes I'm traveling and I'm not able to, uh, but we try to respond to every one of those comments. So, so uh, make sure and, and kind of give us some feedback if you like the podcast and and uh, let us know that we're kind of helping you. And we'll see you next week on the Fearless Presentations podcast. Subscribe to this podcast for new public speaking secrets each week.